Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today, we have on with us Raquel Mantra from Your Own Magic Podcast, who we are so excited to have. We were just gushing about the full moon that's going on. (laughs) We have so many questions for her. We're going to talk all about spirituality, what that means, all that good stuff. Hi, Raquel. Thanks for being here. I am seriously so in love with both of your energies, like so beaming and smiling. It's just, oh, you've made my day. Oh my God, our energy's making mine. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Okay, wait, this is wearing 20s. How old are both of you? I'm 25 and Brenda, as we said, is in Paris. She's about to be 25. Yes, Yes. so that's part of my next question for you, Raquel. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us just a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and how old are you since it is the Roaring Twenties podcast. (laughs) You were in 20s. This time last year, I was just finishing up my 20s. I just turned 30 in August, and it's so, it really felt so different that second. I was like, oh, it's going to be nothing, whatever. Nope, something, something shifted. I don't know what it was, but I got to tell you, the 20s, beautiful time, and especially Especially, especially the late 20s or something because you 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 you've been through your early 20s you know what that's like I'm so excited for whatever is about to come for you but I realize as well consciously we're all no matter the age because I have friends that are you know 22 and then I also have friends that are 42 it really is just more of like a soul connection than an actual physical age connection than anything else but who am I well my name's Raquel I have a hard time someone asked me this yesterday when I was on an interview I don't know how to label myself because I don't consider myself a spiritual teacher and I emphasize this I even put on my bio recently I'm like not a spiritual teacher but more of a soul sister on this journey with you discovering everything that excites me as well throughout the process of just being human and learning to love the human along with understanding what spirituality is all about yes oh my god I'm glad that you brought up the thing about the age and like turning 30 and moving into your late 20s because I mean that's what this whole podcast is about being in your 20s and the early 20s are so crazy and I (laughs) we have this hilarious thing that happened on my 25th birthday Brenda asked me like because I'm a very optimistic person I'm usually quite happy and bubbly and Brenda asked me she's like Julia what do you think about being 25 and my answer was like it's hard (laughs) that was it so out of character for me but I think we're I think we're shifting in the later in the later wait wait okay have you heard of Saturn Return yet oh yes we were just talking to Marin Altman all about Saturn Return Marin (laughs) she was one of the people that came to mind when I was talking about the different ages she's 22 and I'm like Marin you're not 22 and she's you're you're like 222 (laughs) she's unbelievable yeah absolutely I know she came to both of my retreats and there I just there was something about her I didn't know what it was exactly couldn't pinpoint it and now seeing where she's gone with what her magic is it makes all the sense in the world to me all the sense in the world yeah. absolutely yeah for sure it, it, it is so funny because I remember that night and I don't know why just because of our friendship I wanted to document with what Julia was talking about I was like I want to document her turning 25 right at midnight and it was just the most unexpected response but I do definitely think the energy has shifted since that moment <laughs> this is all about you today <laughs> Raquel wait I, no wait I'm curious though what energy like for your for because of the moon I, mean, I was going through a lot of Right around my birthday, I was going through a lot of stuff. I had just gone through a really hard breakup. Um, And, you know, just like this early 20s is so what we talk about on this show all the time of like, feeling like you need to have your career figured out, feeling like you need to have your relationship figured out, where you're living and like, blah, blah. And it was just a time in my life, like at that birthday that I was so, my world had kind of experienced. In, like exploded mm-hmm. and of course at the time it felt so heavy and so hard but now six months later like it, I am able to look back and be like 
wow, like totally happened for a reason. Like so grateful for the path that it's put me on. Um, I mean, we could spend the whole episode talking about that, but yeah. I love hearing this though. I really do. The chaos is so needed. The chaos and the storm and what feels like the dark night of the soul is so needed for our growth. And when I was 25, well, well, really, it was really 27 that it really hit. But, you know, that's when a lot of chaos started to happen. And it happens at a different age for everybody. But Saturn return, I don't know one person, even people that aren't interested in spirituality, which a lot of my friends are not, they still, for whatever reason, around that time, something crazy happens. A lot of different, I don't like to say tests, but it feels like it's a test. It's a challenge, but you learn a lot and you grow immensely. Oh, I can't wait for it. I know. I just got the chills. I'm not going to (laughs) lie, but (laughs) let's start with the big question. So what does spirituality mean to you? Mm. (sighs) Spirituality reminds me that I am more than this physical body, that I am connected to something that I would say is greater than me, but also me. And that connects me with you two. And that connects me with this microphone, the trees that are in front of me, that connects me with everybody, but also connects me with something within myself that has been a source of energy for as long as earth has been around for as long as the universe has been around. And it reminds me, it reminds me, it brings me home. Oh, I love that answer. I feel like I always have a hard time like vocabulizing. That's not even a word, but like putting yeah, it. Girl, we get you. Like yeah. what, what it means to me because people, because I like I identify as a spiritual person and like people ask me like, what does that mean? And I'm like, um, I don't know, like you're connected to like, your things are bigger than you, but like not necessarily maybe a God. I don't know. But like, I feel like I never know like yeah. how to how to say it but that was that was just beautifully put um curious Raquel what led you on your journey to spirituality and like finding all these practices that you now have so much put your life into you know how everybody talks about uh, awakening right this is a big fun term that people love to use and I loved using that word and I still do And it's almost like I feel as though I'm in an episode of awaken, awakening from awakening, if that makes sense, which is an interesting roundabout way. But when I was about, it was 2013 when I began my awakening and I was 23 and I was, I had a fiance, um, still, we're still friends, kindest man I've ever known. He's amazing. But I just had this inner knowing that I needed to do something for myself. I wasn't ready to get married. I also was in a job, which was a dream job in the entertainment industry. I had dreamt of a job like this my entire life. And I just had this inner feeling, this inner voice, this inner knowing that this was not for me. I didn't know why. But I just, something just didn't feel right. Something fell off. And I, I never thought about, I was pretty nihilistic in my perspective with everything in the world at that time because I uh, left the Mormon church and I realized that I didn't want to have any dogmatic practice in my life whatsoever. So instead, I just wanted to feel free. And I would go to church for his family from time to time, a Christian church, but it never, I just couldn't get involved. However, I felt I couldn't understand what this inner voice, this inner feeling was. I'm calling inner voice now because I'm aware but at that time I didn't know there was just a resistance within my gut Mm -hmm. and I loved him as a person but I also knew we weren't supposed to be together anymore and that was really hard to come to terms with and you know I just had to leave this world that I knew I went you know that I worked so hard in my university for going to USC for wanting to be in entertainment you know Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason I followed that and I left, I quit my job and I decided to, I was actually extremely into health at the time. I was practicing yoga. I remember I hated yoga, but I kept going and I didn't know why. (laughs) And then it was because of the Shavasana. The Shavasana gave me a high, which became my new vice in a sense, because I had also been, I quit smoking, I quit drinking, I quit all of these things that were my vice to escape for myself. And yoga just gave me that high that I guess I was looking for. And then there was something so, I'm sure you both have been to a yoga class where you are in New York, right? You're in New York. Yeah. And I'm sure the Uh, yoga teachers or something about just grounding and centering when they get to that space. Perhaps their human is wild and crazy, wonderful. But when you show up, you know, you usually show up centered in some way. And there was something that I need that I 
felt so called to witnessing them. So I decided to fly off to Bali to do yoga teacher training. And long story short, the a year after that Bali trip, I kept hearing her call and I decided, you know what? I am just going to, this is when I left my job, actually. I didn't leave my job till after that. Nope, nope. I had already left my job. Just kidding. But yeah, so 2000 and not that the dates matter, but yeah, 2016, I flew off to Bali and I stayed there for three years traveling around solo, solo traveling all by myself. Pretty, It felt pretty isolating, but I was so deep in this whole spiritual self-discovery and learning the new age stuff and all the different forms of awakening and blah. It was so fun and magical and lovely. But at the same time, I didn't realize that I also was deeply depressed because I didn't become aware of that quite yet until later on when the Saturn return really hit. And that is when spirituality had a different message for me. And the messaging behind spirituality basically is just what saved my life and made me realize that I'm here for a reason, for a purpose, even if at this time it doesn't feel like it, I have to stick around. And that, and so now spirituality has a completely different meaning though. I still love the witchy stuff, the new age stuff, the astrology, like Marin's my astrology girl, you know, I still love all that. But for me, spirituality, and I, I love the, I love aliens. I love 5D, 3D. You know, we talk all about this on the podcast, but for me, spirituality personally is not at all loud. It's so deeply personal because it reminds me why I'm here and why I'm home and why I need to stay. That was so, so beautifully put. Thank you for giving us such a detailed, like well-rounded view of of your mind and your heart and your experiences. Um, I think our listeners are going to be really impacted already in just these first few minutes. And something that that really stood out to me was how did you learn to trust that gut feeling and that intuition because I feel like so often we might like get a thought and not be able to distinguish what's this like maybe unproductive thought versus real intuition and how did you what what was the turning point that made you actually make the decision you know see when I first started hearing this inner voice again, I was not aware mm. at all. It took, I was reading a lot about it, especially through Eckhart Tolle's books. And it became so abundantly clear that this feeling, this resistance inside of me was exactly the nature he was speaking of. Mm. And we all always hear this inner whisper and voice that everybody, everybody hears it that lets you know, mm, maybe not the best idea. You have this inner reaction. It could, you might feel it in your heart, you might feel it in your gut. And it's so, so, so subtle. And it's harder to hear through the noise, especially if you're always on your phone, which there's nothing to shame because honestly, technology is an amazing way to stay connected and learn more about you. Mm-hmm. But when you feed all of the noise and continue to receive all these dopamine hits, sometimes that inner voice becomes quieter and quieter. So anybody that is really trying to decide and decipher what, especially if you're making a big decision, it's not something you have to do 24 seven to become obsessed with, but let's say you're making a big decision. I highly recommend turning off the phone for a bit, just taking some time in silence. And then you'll ask yourself your question and everybody has the inner knowing you just, you just know, you just know. I know that that the answer is so simple, but it's so true. And you just trust in that knowing that tells you this is it. Even if it feels so confusing, then perhaps per, I call it the purge, purging on, write something down, but you know, keep the noise away. Just write something, purge out all the other thoughts. You want to just, you know, purge, purge, get rid of everything that feels like clutter inside. And that is when that, that, that little voice is always there and it's going to speak to you. Just sometimes we really need to quiet the noise, which can be really hard in a big city. Even you guys have a harder experience doing that in the big city, but guess what? It's so possible. (laughs) And it, yeah. No, that that's, that's so helpful. Um, and such an interesting and cool way to put it. And even you saying those things, I like to think I'm fairly introspective and, um, honestly our podcast and we do some solo episodes ourselves. So we force ourselves together to have these difficult conversations and ask questions, but, I realize now more than ever on my own time, 
there is so much noise. You know, the first thing I do when I wake up, I'm like doing our podcast work at like six in the morning, not because I think I am supposed to. It's just like, you can't shut off the noise or this like desire to want to achieve and excel and push past, you know, all these boundaries that, um, all these things that you set for yourself. So it, it is, you know, for, for wanting that voice to be louder and stronger and really wanting to be so connected to mm. what you actually believe, like you have to be super intentional about that. And it is hard. Absolutely. You have to set the intention to do that. And it, and I think the biggest barrier, to be honest, is just allowing yourself to turn off the noise and telling your mind to, because I sometimes will have a hard time, especially if it stacks and stacks and stacks on top of each other. There are so many layers to like just convincing your mind that it's okay to be silent and turn it all off. I think the biggest barrier is your mind always. always. 100%. Oh yeah. And yeah. I love, I love, you know, in your story, which we talked about before of like, it can be so scary. I think for a lot of us around this age to feel like, oh, well, I went to university for this thing or I've been wanting this my whole life. And like now it changes or something feels off or something doesn't feel right. And like, that's so scary to have to, I think, have that conversation with yourself of like, okay, yeah, maybe you did go to college for this for four years. Maybe you did want this your whole life, but maybe now it's different. And that I think is so scary. And I see so many of our friends coming up against that because you can't really prepare for it. And like, it's so, it's so scary, but I'm, I over and over, we get to hear, which is, you know, why I'm so grateful for this podcast. We get to hear stories from women who have had that experience and have come out on the other side and they're like, it was supposed to happen. It's better that way. Exactly. It's like everything that you experience, even what you thought in your mind the entire time, what you envisioned for yourself, it led you to where Mm. you are meant or destined to be. If even though I feel like we always have other options, regardless, we're being led somewhere, even if it feels like we are just super low at some points, regardless, we're going to end up somewhere where we couldn't even fathom before. Also, it's not like I thought about having a podcast in 2010, in 2012, in 2013. I didn't even listen to them till 2015, which is early for a podcast yeah. listener. But yeah, it's every, everything, everything. I look back and I'm like, all of those experiences before I even had the awakening, I it all collectively makes a world of sense of what I'm doing now. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And we talk a lot about, especially recently through Julia's experiences in in year 25 um, and and just all different things that we've experienced in our own awakenings, just how the more times that we see and, and believe, you know, this really did happen for a reason, the more we're able to moving forward, make sense of, okay, this might not make sense right now, but it's for a reason this is happening for me. And that just, I think, brings us some some inner peace <laughs> when you feel like things aren't in, you know, in our realm of control and all that. And that is the biggest beauty of spirituality. It's, it's so fun for it and easy for it to become convoluted and complex. Mm-hmm. But the simplicity behind spirituality, the whole reason why, and it's interesting you guys asked that question as well, because yesterday I went on my Facebook group because I noticed, I think it was, I went on TikTok for a second first and I saw all these people talking about spirituality in some way. And I'm like, all beautiful because it's exciting. And I've, you know, everybody's been there, you know, it's so fun but it's so important to remember how simple it is for your own sanity for your own ease and peace in your energetic body and in your mind and your heart that's truly what it's about yeah yeah wow it's it's nice to hear it simplified (laughs) I think sometimes because because it's becoming so relevant I think you know more people are opening their eyes to it and like there's so many different practices and so many wonderful teachers it it, it can feel in a way like another one of those things that you have to be perfect at but that's so not what it's about exactly there's no there's no spiritual standard whatsoever and there was a period where I was even trying to live this picture perfect spiritual Mm -hmm. existence Mm -hmm. When that is so the irony in that, you know, it's so there's, there's no such thing. Everybody really can make it as they feel because that's the exact experience is how do you feel? Follow that light, follow that passion, follow those inner whispers and how I feel and my inner whispers are going to be completely different than what both of you are. Because if we want to take it there, source, God, universe wants to experience it all. 
And so there's going to be a variety of different colors. And also that doesn't mean people that are spiritual are more spiritual than people that aren't practicing spirituality. That's another thing that is a huge key to remember too. Oh, I do want to come back to that. But first I want to go back to kind of like this noise thing. You actually wrote this in a post like a long time ago, like maybe a year or two ago. Um, But you wrote, what we do when no one is looking influences our frequency the most. And that really stopped me because kind of like we mentioned before, there's like all of this noise. And I think so many of us, especially at this age, at this time, it's so much about like living for like the highlight reel, what you can post on Instagram, how you look to others, like what accomplishment you could post about, what vacation you can post about. And it's so noisy. Um, So why is doing the work that you can't post about on Instagram really so important? How much does that really like affect us? Oh my. So you know what I wish that I wrote as well with that? I wish I wrote what if, because instead of like propose it as a question, Mm. because it's like, what if what you are doing when basically no one's watching is what's really going to be influencing your frequency the most. And by the way, when I say frequency, I've had a whole entire episode to spiel the quantum physics of it, but basically yeah go into this because it was my next question for you anyway so like you can go in perfect I realized because a lot of people are like what the hell are they talking about frequency yeah yeah please so frequency this behind me Uh, is this a video visual one or is this gonna be audio okay perfect so this wall has an energy right it's actually emitting a frequency at a certain rate and now so we don't see it exactly but it's vibrating it's vibrating at a rate and oscillating at a rate and that oscillation that vibration is the frequency and it's very slow because it's so solid our movements are a frequency in some way but our emotions are extremely sensitive frequencies not good or bad i'm not going to label that quite yet but you know what a high frequency is that's pure love that's love unconditional love that's like the highest frequency you can possibly emit and emote and then of course what is associated in the spiritual world these days or i guess community is lower frequencies would be like low vibe things like let's see what's something that would be a low vibe thing these days <gasps> what would be a low vibe thing i know it's a that's a hard thing for me but but maybe emotion wise depressed you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And again, I don't want to say that's good or bad because in the grand scheme of life, a lot of us are going through maybe a low time, a dark period, and it really does end up leading to something so expansive. And we have to go through that dark period in order to manifest whatever it is in some way to like claim our worth. There's so much to that. And so I never want people to shame their dark period. And that's another beautiful part about you know, just understanding the whole point of spirituality is because you also have compassion for those dark periods. So I don't want to label anything like that a low vibration, but it's kind of just like a measure or like a unit of measurement. It's a unit. It's a unit of measurements, the rate of what the energy is, but what really matters is when we're talking about consciousness, because you know, a higher vibrational consciousness is something that is more open-minded and their perception is so wide open that they can see and feel and perceive beyond the sensical, the, the, the senses, the five senses of the world. Mm-hmm. But, but their lower vibrations, they might have, you know, a little narrow perception of reality. And again, there's nothing right or wrong about that either, because we need that human as well. We need the contrast. We need the contrast for it all. But that is, but it's, but if you are consciously desiring to expand or raise that vibration, raise that frequency, it's, it's super important to remember what you're doing that you're not showing. Is it performative or what are you doing behind the scenes that are actually going to shift and shape you? And it doesn't have to be any spiritual work. It's even like, for example, say you're watching, people might consider maybe like reality TV to be a lower vibe, even though I love reality TV, but it's like, are you allowing their emotions to seep through you and alter your reality in their world and their perspective or are you witnessing it from entertainment but standing outside of it as an observer in some way to expand your understanding of the world you know it's just all about understanding what in everything that you do even how you eat and how just becoming more conscious of it all so that way you don't ever feel like you are 
you are accumulating unconscious emotions and that's where the pain body comes in. There's a difference between ego and pain body as well. And the ego isn't always so unhealthy. Ego isn't always so harmful. I mean, the ego, your ego probably created this podcast, you know, like (laughs) there were some exciting things that you, your human wants to experience some things because your soul came here to experience certain things. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. And, And the mind, the ego, but But this is where it's become so controversial in the spiritual space, which is also ironic, right? Like the ego itself is a controversial thing, but, but the pain body is often what they really refer to. And that's actually a term coined by Eckhart Tolle. And I just love it because it's basically the accumulations of these unconscious emotions that we just bottle up and we don't keep in, we don't release and they might influence our unconscious behaviors. So it's about, and it's not like you're going to be conscious about everything. So we literally think what a hundred thousand or more random thoughts every hour or whatever. I don't know. That's an exaggeration. But <laughs> a shit ton. So yeah, but it's so those who are exceptionally perceptive have been able to raise that frequency to a sense where it's allowed them more compassion for not only others, but themselves and their world. And that's, that's the power and the peace of raising the vibration, the frequency, which is a very lofty, fun term in the spiritual space now too. (laughs) Also, I I know you're itching to say something, but on that note, Dr. Joe Dispenza just put out like a, a graph of like the frequencies, how, like what the frequencies look like per emotion so if anyone is interested go to his instagram because you could see love is like really really fast and like depression is like really slow and it's cool to see it in like a in like a yeah. graph i would love to see that oh my yeah, god on I his love instagram. So <laughs> Ooh, very cool yeah. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, it, it was just honestly about the whole how you basically said in all of those beautiful words that perception is so powerful and that having this knowledge and being connected to yourself, really knowing what you're thinking, really knowing what you're feeling, having this of this depth with spirituality and giving you that perception, because I'm thinking about mo- so many moments where people feel as opposed to treating themselves with compassion in dark moments, really, really look inward in a way where they blame themselves and ask things like, what's wrong with me? I'm not like this. How can I be doing these things? And I just think about how how much spirituality can play a role in having such a different perspective, like you said, and also being so much kinder to others. Because I know that through my own experiences, I've seen what like self-destruction can can do versus self-compassion. And I know for a fact that I carry myself throughout the world differently because I know what both periods are like and because I want to, I guess, model the way for others that compassion really does win. Love does win, just like you said. Um, so it's so interesting to know to note all of these things. And I just hope and wish and I'm excited that people are opening their hearts more to things like this, myself included. I feel like I've, you know, opened my eyes to all of these things over the past few years, months, even more so. And I really hope that people continue to be open to it because it really can change the way we carry ourselves and think. Beautifully said, beautifully said. And one thing I love about last year, 2020, is that it gave you know, they call it 2020, the year of more clarity of vision, who would have thought that it gave us that kind of clarity, right? Mm -hmm. And allowed us to see a lot of stuff, especially face a lot of stuff when we were in these four walls. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so wild to remember that time and look back and that even altered my perception of reality in another way. And that's why I talk about awaken from awakening, because it, it really was 2020 that did this, because it made me see Well, reflecting back at my past with being in a religion, though I already called it, so I guess I could call it out. I hate, hate, but you know, being in a religion, and if you're Mormon, I'm not saying this about you, but at the the exact ward I was in, exact church I was in, felt like they wanted us to see it in this one perspective of reality that this church was true. I had to always say that whenever I made my testimony and this was the only version of reality. And then as I was, as I've been navigating the spiritual space, it started to navigate towards that as well, where it's like, well, if you don't see it this way, like we all see it, then you're not woke enough. Then you're not spiritual enough. Then you're not. And I altered my perception again. I'm like, 
all everything that we're all experiencing is so part of our own experience and it's so beautiful and good and to have compassion for that and when you understand where everybody else's perspectives are and their consciousness may be you can have more compassion for where they're at too even if they trigger you I have certain triggers I have certain people that might you know I might feel like oh my gosh I can't for example the last president but then I've learned how to finally find a place in my heart to see it's still hard. And I even talked about it on my podcast. I'm like, I'm not perfect at it. It's still something I'm working with. But I I, I get triggered by him, not so much since he's silent right now. But, but that heart space and that compassion, understanding that what my heart ended up sharing on that podcast, because I silenced my mind and I ended up just allowing my heart to speak or just that inner voice to speak. And it just reminded me that he, like everybody else, no matter what your mind might say or portray of him, wants love Mm. which is so hard for the mind to believe yeah when it comes to certain people but when you're in that space I could feel it and I couldn't I couldn't help but feel that love and which is so weird like my mind is like why would you feel that love but then my heart it's something there's something so powerful about quieting the mind to allow the heart to feel for somebody even like Trump yeah (laughs) It's hard. It's certainly hard. (laughs) But it is true. And we talk about it a lot of like, at the end of the day, you know, we're all running around like doing this thing, whatever it is that we're doing. And at the end of the day, like we all just want connection. We all just want love. It's so there's so it's back to the noise. Like there's so much stuff. And like, really, it's kind of just these like, two simple things that are inherently intertwined at the core core. yeah it's for psychologists of course to be like well he has been doing this 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 so that makes him do you know the dark triad or whatever like machiavellian and psychopathic oh yeah 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 sociopathic yeah so it makes him blah 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 and like that's of course their mind seeing that and trust me I'm a psychology if I ever went back to school it'd probably be the field I'd go into I love psychology but and I love I love figuring out how the human works and one of the things that actually got me into it have you heard of spiral dynamics no oh my god it's so long so it would be hard for me to (gasps) damn okay I'll look it up (laughs) I can I can sum it up super fast. So there's different levels of consciousness that they have discovered. Well, you know, psychological consciousness, this is actually not it it was evolved into something a little more woo-woo. Mm-hmm. And that was what I ended up connecting with. But ultimately there's this psychologist, Claire Graves, and these other psychologists who took his work and they realized and they they decided to put a color on each level of consciousness of evolution. Um, there are every human's evolution from whether it's a human born in the Western world and they are a toddler and they're grown up and evolving, or it's an actual society like a tribe and they might have the same level of consciousness like a toddler in a more privileged society does because of the perception of reality they see, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I just colored it for the human mind to understand it more easily, which I absolutely love because I am human too. <laughs> and so we love to categorize things in that way. But if I could remember, so beige is basically like a baby. I've had a whole episode on this, like two hour long episode. I don't know, hour long, but yeah, beige oh, is like a baby. <laughs> um, purple is like a tribe you know they all just know each other they belong to each other they have the rituals where they might connect with the gods so they're becoming aware of that but they just they begin to develop an ego and an understanding of connection with other humans like a toddler does but then there's the red right after that they might some of them might branch off and want to do their own thing because they end up developing a little sense of narcissism maybe it's a lower narcissism but apparently according to this study like most everybody has even if it's a two, everybody has like a little bit of narcissism. And so that this is when that starts to develop. And they're like, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing, go from the tribe. Maybe that was me when I wanted to go on my spiritual journey. I was so selfish at that time. I needed it. But at the same time, I still cared and was in was of love. And then blue is like, all right, they're back to back to a group. So no longer individual, they're back to a group. And they are learning how to connect with God, with source together in a more dogmatic sense. So now their perception of the world is, for example, a Mormon church or any church, you know, they're living in this, like, this is the way life is. It's structured in this way to worship God, right? In this way that we worship God. I'm doing this for a reason, you know? And then perhaps some of them might branch from that and they're like, ah, 
and they might end up becoming a little nihilistic atheist or whatever, or they just want to get into personal development. They might still be slightly religious, but just focus on that. And of course, this is not at all like everybody might be a blend of all of it, right? In some way, shape or form, but where do you mostly lie? And so orange is known as like the individual step back into individuality, getting into personal development, getting into um, some people might begin into spirituality in a sense, just learning about maybe it's maybe it's actually conspiracy theories. This is probably a good area for like conspiracy theories, which is another one of my triggers, by the way. And then um, and then you are and then they might blossom into a green, more heart space, more of love feeling where everything is like rainbows and butterflies. That's where I was when I flew off to Bali and everything was just like rainbows and butterflies all the time and you you know it's almost very hippie but we're all collectively a group again all one all of love all at peace we're all together this is a beautiful world right and then from that green again back to the individual they begin to see beyond the love and everything and they decide to perhaps they work some sort of system they create some sort of system to help people see the world another way or they see beyond just that love and awareness and you know does it all this make sense because I'm rushing no it totally makes sense I feel like (laughs) you're doing a really good job of explaining it amazing amazing um and then there is I think the next one is turquoise after yellow it's turquoise or is it magenta I can't remember the top colors. Uh, the turquoise would definitely probably be like the enlightened being though. So after they've seen this other beyond the spiritual hippie world and they're, you know, they're so back to the world the individ- or back to the group from the individual. Now they see the world, they become enlightened being and they just, it's like Ram Dass was probably turquoise or Eckhart Tolle is probably yeah. turquoise or Byron Katie's probably turquoise. Those are the only people that I think maybe even Teal Swan probably maybe or yellow high high yellow but it's all it they see the oneness they feel the oneness and they share the oneness in a genuine way and it's just just how you know people evolve and some people might just be chilling at orange I think the U.S. at this time is very orange Mm. yes (laughs) collectively like branching skewing away from the blue a little bit and maybe even sliding into green, to be honest. Um, I feel like orange might have even been a couple of years ago. Right. But right. it's just, it's so interesting to hear and see how the evolution is. It made a world of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that gave me compassion for knowing like, if, okay, people, I understand why my family might judge me for my decisions because they have this mm. perception of reality and that's okay and it gave me compassion and I hope no one's listening yeah <laughs> I think it's, I think it's great for like kind of like taking a step outside of like we talk about this sometimes with like love languages and stuff of like how like you know you can't expect certain things from certain people like there's this chapter in the little prince which is my favorite book and it's like you can't be mad at the sun for not rising because the sun is going to rise and set when the sun wants to and like yes. you can't be mad at the sun for not rising or sitting when you want it to and like having a little bit of that perspective that step back of like people are at where they're at sometimes and like you can't force people to be where you want them to be but it does allow for more compassion when you can see that both for them and for yourself so you're not getting angry with yourself of why you can't move them or like you know I just think it's so beautiful so perfectly said like that is exactly it Amen. Amen. Attention, attention. Calling all sneaker lovers. Calling all sneaker lovers. I have incredible news because our newest sponsor here at Roaring Twenties Podcast is eBay. eBay is the original sneaker marketplace and it is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. Whether it's a rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you are looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. So a team of experienced sneaker authenticators verified the logo, the box, the stitching, dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return. 
return policy. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection, which is just incredible. So go head over to ebay.com slash sneakerstoday.ebay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So go ahead, girl, go get yourself a pair of cute sneaks. You deserve it. Get a pair for your boyfriend, for your dad, your mom, your dog. I don't know. Everybody loves a good sneaker. Go head over to eBay and enjoy. It was so beautifully said. And Raquel, you have given us like so many different things. I feel like our audience is not even going to expect all this stuff, that incredible stuff you're throwing at them. But I'm thinking about a listener who hears these terms thrown around or who hears spirituality, who hears you know, maybe things like manifesting, who hears quiet your mind and is like, what sounds good, but how do I get there? Where do I start? What do I do? I want to be there. I admire and respect everyone who's there, but how do I get there? What would you say to them? First step. Take a time to step away and listen within for a moment. And if you don't know exactly what that means, step away from the phone Go in your room, step away from the distractions, close your eyes, and listen to this, whatever whisper might be inside. There might be some thoughts, intrusive thoughts that decide to come in, you can just tell them to go away. But when you do eventually come to a space where there is a little bit of peace, even though you will likely still be thinking, which that is perfectly normal and fine you might end up coming to a space of just a little bit of peace Mm -hmm. and when you're there ask yourself or remind yourself or bring to in a vision depending on if you're a visual person if you are more of an auditory person if you are a person who likes to read and see what it is that you are learning about or interested in ask that person, that version of yourself or bring to mind the vision it is if what you want to do is right for you. Mm. And because you're passionate about it, it likely is. And then in that space, this is where it's so important to either journal or in that time of thought to sit down, journal what it is that you feel about yourself, these negative thoughts about yourself that tell you you can't, what are those thoughts? No need to judge them at this time, but write what are those thoughts? For me, I was so self-conscious that I couldn't picture myself becoming a podcaster, but I had to, and it was through the work of understanding from other, ma- from other masters I learned, and also in my own meditation space, I had to be the one in control of the thoughts, the intrusive thoughts coming in, especially the ones about myself. Mm. So becoming more aware of that and the thoughts that are holding you back. And it's hard to hear unless you really have to hear them all, unless you are in that quiet space. I don't care if you are a genius. (laughs) It's really hard to hear them all unless you are in that quiet space to see and have that reflection of self-awareness of what those intrusive thoughts are. And then when you're able to declutter from them, really it's exciting and it's scary, but take the small steps even, you've got to take some action. The fact that you've become aware of the negative intrusive thoughts already brings you, increases your worthiness, your understanding of your worth, because you become aware of the negative thoughts. And remember that those thoughts are not true you really can paint this reality for you. So when you look at these negative thoughts and you remind yourself those are not true, and that is just a simple, simple way to raise your worth. Even if you don't feel it at the time, even if you have to fake it saying that those aren't true, you still have to remind yourself that those are not true. They're not true. You are what you envision to be what you, you are what you are. You are what you say you are. Thoughts are so key in everything. And we were talking about vibrations and frequencies and we and the thoughts that we say to ourselves that's really the biggest thing when it comes to when it comes to raising our vibration or frequency or just like allowing us to be present in a certain space that we want to show up in and so you really do you really are what you want to be 
it's just remembering yourself and bringing that self-awareness in whatever form it is. Some people, like I said, it's writing or it's envisioning or it's, or it's all of the above or reading something, you know, but everybody has a different method of doing it. There are people that are like, this is the formula. There is no formula. Every human is so different, but it is so important to become just self-aware and then you allow yourself to raise your worth. And I guarantee ideas will come to you and take action on those ideas. People forget about the action part and that is important, but those are inspired actions. Those are inspired whispers, perhaps from your guides, perhaps from source, or if that if guide source doesn't connect with you, maybe it's just from your subconscious mind, allowing those actions to come in. Wow. it's so funny Raquel because we pull like quotes and clips and stuff from uh each episode and every time you speak I'm like wow we're gonna have a really hard time we're gonna have to pull the whole episode (laughs) (laughs) every minute like (laughs) my answers are so long I know no no we're like it's amazing there's so So much value seriously (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love what you yeah about it was something that I had went after my really hard year. I kind of went on this, like, I'm raising my price. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Which Hell like, yeah. It's on her fridge. Which, yeah. It's like on a whiteboard on my fridge. Like it's hilarious, but it, it, but, and it, it is funny, but it, I also really, it was very true for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's so hard to realize how many unconscious thoughts we're having that are so destructive to us like I mean the the amount of conscious thoughts that I have that are (laughs) mean towards myself are a lot and then so I'm like and the amount of unconscious ones are even more so it's how how like I don't know how to say this it's like how do we expect ourselves to get to like a higher better place if we're like letting all of that bog us down I would say to not ever expect that it's not going to ever end it's almost in a sense never ending where especially when you are allowing yourselves to be on social media you know or what it's it's never ending but you become more and more oh you know how things become second nature at times you become more and more conscious and aware of allowing and loving what is Mm. and loving what is and you're like okay this 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 is simply just what it is and I'm becoming aware of these thoughts they might be a little painful Mm. but are they true Mm. are they true probably not 100%. 100%. Yeah, we actually, we, I think we talked about this activity in like one of our very first few episodes, but one of the things was exactly asking ourselves that question when negative thoughts do bog us down is what's true and not true. And doing an activity like that really does make you, it, it takes you out of that moment because I think a lot of us have a tendency to get overwhelmed on a moment and it almost feels like it's going to last forever. And uh, Julie and I record uh, at least once a week, especially together. And we're always like, man, we, we share basically our own versions of like a high and low of the week. And whenever we share something that feels like a low, the next week, we're like, oh, I'm over that. But in the moment, it felt like, like so huge, you know? <laughs> I mean, think about, do you remember your worst memory in high school? That's a like, one. And it might have just like destroyed you. Yeah. It was the worst thing in the world how did you let that go? Some people are still working with traumas, of course. So I know that there's different scenarios. Of course. They can even probably think back to another time, you know? Yeah. There's always something to look back at. And there are, maybe you might think it's time, but it also could have literally been you let that go because you're, everything shifted elsewhere. Your focus, your perspective of reality, it expanded in that way. You elevated your frequency from that kind of drama back then or that kind of toxicity back then. And that doesn't even phase you anymore because, but you're always still getting, I still get faced, which everybody gets faced with challenges. It's like, because we're human we came to have this experience. Now, how are we going to show up and how are we going to love what is and understand that the darkness and the hard times and the stories that our mind might create for ourselves that make things just a little bit harder, even though that's there, it doesn't mean that you are not headed to or you're not on the right path that you're supposed to be on. It has nothing to do with that. It's just allowing yourself to find more compassion for what is. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Raquel, you're so amazing. I could keep you here all day. <laughs> but- 
We've already been talking for an hour, so we'll have to, we'll get to our questions. I know I'm like, we didn't even get to like have our things. So you're going to have to come back. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So happy to. Please. Cause this has been, I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly eye opening, and, um, it's, it's a privilege to get to sit and like have a conversation like this with you. So really. you guys, I'm really honored to be talking with you too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we'll get to our last couple of questions so we can let you go. But, um, <laughs> So let's go here. Do you have any, I'm like, I have so many questions for her, but I'll save them. Um, do you part, have, two. part two. Do you have any, um, I'm sure you do, daily practices, rituals, and routines? If so, can you, can you walk us through some of them? Absolutely. So I used to be extremely, I would almost say neurotic about making sure I was at up at the exact same time and doing the exact same thing every day. And that was an old routine and phase I was in. And lately I've been more in a state of flow, though I still organically, because perhaps some things are just, you know, now in my nature in some way, I do make sure to take some time to do them because they, they light me and they bring me back home. And so I don't have a set schedule anymore like I used to, but also I understand that there, I've learned this from Marin as well, because she's somebody, she has that set schedule, but it's part of her personality, right? And I'm, I'm more of a flowy person, to be honest, but I do still like structure. I do, you know, I've got, I'm a 1990 baby, we're Capricorns in that way. I don't remember what sign it was, but like, we have that sense where we need the structure. So for me, I definitely love, I, I feel my best when I wake up with the sun, or right before so I see the sunrise and so and there are times when I don't and that's okay but and I realize okay this is just a day where that doesn't happen but I do feel my best so that's part of my routine is to wake up and be present with the sun because that was the first time that I actually ever experienced presence was like under I'm talking about becoming being aware that I was being mindfully present was when I was watching the sun rise over the Indian Ocean and um, the moon set <laughs> it, over the other <laughs> over the other end of the horizon. Wow. And it was such a beautiful present time. And so that's something that always brings me peace while I drink my coffee. Not tea, not anything. I want my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love a morning coffee. <laughs> Need a morning coffee. <laughs> I do. There are days when I, I'll feel like uh, coffee's not for me, but super rare. A blue moon, they say. Once in a blue moon, I might not want a coffee. Um, and then I love to read something. Um, my just finished another book, which was more of a psychology-based book. And I just bought, I mix it up. It might be psychology. It might be spiritual. And this one, I just book, bought Dolores Cannon, The Universe. Okay, amazing. And I don't read that many pages because I'm excited to move on to other things. I mean, maybe like 10 15 pages but you get there you know like I'm being patient with it and then I've been I was sick and I was also doing other things so I usually will move my body but instead I've just been more mindful and I make sure to meditate but in my own without noise not a I love I think that that's one thing for people inter new spiritual spiritualists I should say you were asking the people that are interested in this do a guided meditation to guide you through this, to ask those questions. But then finally you can come to a space where you also just want silence and you don't want to do anything fancy. My meditations are not fancy at all. I used to do mantras. That's why I decided to be Raquel mantra on Instagram years ago, but now it's literally nothing fancy. I just, you know, I'm just there and it feels so at ease and centering. Yeah. Yeah. And then write a little bit. I have to, I really always like to document my day. Lately, it's been more di digital journaling than physical journaling. And if I don't do those early in the morning, I try to fit them in sometime in the day or make up for it the next day. But I don't put pressure on myself to have to squeeze it all in. Wow, yeah. incredible. Yeah, we talk so much about uh, the power of a routine of sorts, right? Like we also tell all of, our, all of our listeners that there's no pressure to have anything specific anytime that we share anything about our own routines, which have evolved many times. Yeah, um, we make sure to say like, it doesn't have to be a gazillion steps doesn't have to be even anywhere similar to what we do. But just something that feels like you're doing something that fills you up first, it, it just like sets the tone for the day. So I love those things that you do. Um, and I think so many people that do share on Instagram, again, not everyone, but some people who share their morning routine do share like the very rigid thing. So I love that, uh, you know, yours is a little more free flowing and giving people that permission to have that. 
And I also have to say, let's say I don't, let's say I don't meditate a day, but I might be dancing to music that just gets me feeling good. It's all about just allowing myself to get some energy out of my body, just feel good, you know? And I, I love to, I love to dance by myself. You know, I just, I love it. Love and with friends, you know, I love it. But yes. that's just another thing. It's so important to, yeah. Like, and if you decide not to do one thing that you are used to doing, it, also, I actually recommend trying something different, spicing it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, like what to echo what Brenda said, like what I see as important of like a morning routine or a ritual, whatever it is, wherever it is in your day, is just taking the time to do something for you, mm-hmm. not for that email that you have to answer or for that person that you have to text back or for that phone call that you have to make or the deadline you have to reach. Like it's for you. And that's the purpose of it. Absolutely. 100%. It's for, especially, I mean, I'm a solo woman on my own, but I'm thinking about the mamas, you know, they need some time for themselves. And also if you live with your family, you need some, you just need some space or your boyfriend or friends, you need some time for you, or you have a crazy job. I'm assuming one of you or both of you had a job right before this. And that's why you guys talk at this hour, right? Yeah. Yes. You, and so you probably crave some time for yourself, but look at you also showing up for your dreams and doing something along with, you know, your job. And perhaps your job is also part of your dreams, but whatever it is, it's going going to guide you 1000% towards whatever your ultimate dream is. And you're learning lessons from that. That is going to be so valuable. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That was, I feel like we keep complimenting everything you say, but it's just like everything (laughs) we need to hear. Um, Especially when it comes to all of that, just like you said, it's so important to have some like me time. And even so, listen, I'm, I'm very much working on it. I, I struggle with being present and I notice it. I really try to make those moments. And, but um, I feel such a sense of urgency all the time. So it's something we're working on, <laughs> but I, but you're so right. And I appreciate it. And to give you a little moment about your own podcast, you have so many incredible people that you get to connect with. Can you tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah, Your Own Magic. It's been around since 2017. I started started it with my friend Ali. Ali Michelle is on she's on Instagram as Ali Michelle. And now it's just I'm the solo writer on it. And um, yeah, I've connected with a lot of my favorite authors that I, you know, that helped me were catalysts for my spiritual journey, like Byron Katie, like Gabby Bernstein, like there's just been amazing humans as well that might not even have a huge platform that have come on because there was something that, you know, I talk a lot about being guided by my angels or guides and somehow that was guided. And it's amazing how that happens. Yeah. She gets the best guests guys. So like go (laughs) listen to her podcast. She has so many amazing guests, so many amazing episodes. Raquel, I can't thank you enough. This has been so incredible. We just have two little last questions for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that you are 30, if you could tell your 20s year old self one thing, what would it be? Ooh. Oh, and she was in such turmoil. Mm. <laughs> she was in such a stressed out place. She was so unhappy with life. Blacked out a lot of it. Mm. But I would remind her to not be so self-conscious and be more conscious about knowing that no matter what, she'll be okay. And those who, I know this sounds so cliche, this is such a, but this is one of the biggest things because we care so much, especially in our twenties, what people think of us or early twenties. It's such a huge thing, but really like other people's opinions really don't matter. I held myself back because I just cared so much about what others thought and if I didn't, you know, and I don't have any regrets because it taught me a lot of lessons. And that's another thing as well to not regret the lesson mm-hmm. because you learn a lesson, but they're not worth it. Those people that I was trying to impress then are not even a thought in my mind anymore. Mm-hmm. And so to not not do something for anybody else, because and this is the cliche saying, but those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind and it's so true because there are people in my life that are still around though I might be another version of Raquel they love me anyway Mm. yeah I love that there's going to be many people that need to hear that I know definitely yeah (laughs) 
Um, and our last question for you is where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to learn more, all the things. I'm pretty good at responding to a good amount of the DMs on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I do want to start a TikTok. I like started a little bit of an account, but I haven't I haven't posted oh. anything. I love it. I don't know. But yeah, so for now it's just Raquel Mantra. And then you can also go to your own magic, type it anywhere on whatever platform podcasting platform wherever you're listening to this you know where would they likely be listening to this because it's not on youtube i'm sorry not yet but yeah apple podcast spotify yes, exactly will be on youtube as well so okay, amazing amazing all over. and we have a facebook group that has a lot of very compassionate understanding helpful souls most of them are in their 20s and they're trying to navigate life together soul but there's been like a siblinghood established and it's just such a supportive community a variety of different people come to share whatever their circumstances are and there's nothing but compassion and because yeah it's it's such a beautiful community so there's your own magic facebook group but yeah with me personally probably instagram Amazing. Cool. <laughs> so I will link the show. I will link all of Raquel's stuff in the show notes so you guys can go check her out and her amazing podcast. Raquel, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. Thank this you. was incredible. You too. Oh my gosh. I'm just so you drawn to both of you. Oh thank you for being so magnetic and beautiful and wonderful and honestly welcoming as well. It made me feel you made me feel comfortable and it made me allowed me to be me. So thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.